One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. Spring is a great time of year to do some cleaning around the house and clean up your finances. And something else that you can do for your family this spring is shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses, things like mortgage payments, credit card payments, car loans, or even college costs. I have a wife and two kids, with a third on the way, by the way, and business partners that all depend depend on my income. So I needed life insurance and Policy Genius made that so incredibly easy. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about how you can ask your boss for a raise so you can secure the bag. What's happening? And welcome to the Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, founder of DollarAfterDollar.com. And today, we're going to talk about how you can ask your boss for a raise. And I have a very specific system on how I go about doing this. And we're going to go through some scripts, and we're going to go through some checklists as well. And if you want all those checklists and scripts for free... I'm going to leave a link in the show notes, and I talked about this last week as well, but I wrote a free ebook on exactly how to do this, how to ask your boss for a raise. And it also includes chapters on how to negotiate your salary like we talked about last week, and it also includes chapters about some additional ways to ask your boss for a raise as well. So if you're interested in getting that free ebook, go ahead and click the link in the show notes, and all you have to do is enter in your email address, and it'll send you that free ebook right away. Because getting raises is so important in your financial journey. It's the catapult to you going to the next step so that you can build wealth. And a lot of people go into their yearly reviews or their quarterly reviews and just walk in and magically expect their boss to say, hey, here's a raise. I've watched every little thing you do every second of the day, and I know that you deserve that raise. And that's just not how it works. It doesn't just magically happen that you're going to get a raise. And then people walk in thinking that they will get that raise and their boss has no intention of giving them that raise and then they walk out ticked off and they blame others and they're mad at their boss 
because they did not have a planned system. Well, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you a step-by-step planned system. Because the first thing I want you to realize is that you can't walk into a yearly meeting and try to surprise your boss asking them for a raise. Rule number one to getting a raise at your job is there should be zero surprises. There should be absolutely no surprises. So what we're going to do is we're going to teach you how to groom your boss so they understand that you're going to be asking for this raise. They're not going to give you money on a silver platter. You have to show them that you deserve a raise. But your boy's got your back per use. Your boy has got your back because I've developed a step-by-step process and I'm going to show you how to do this. Now, this is an advanced strategy and nobody in your company is going to do this. I guarantee that nobody in your company is going to do this. So it's going to give you a leg up. But this process makes sure that you and your boss are on the exact same page because nobody likes to be put on the spot. You don't like being put on the spot and neither does your boss. And within this system, there are steps where you're going to actually be asking your boss what they expect from you so that you can receive that raise. And it takes away the majority of conflicts that come up during raise negotiations. And what you want to do is eliminate those conflicts so that you have a collaboration with your boss and you both understand that you expect this raise and you're going to do everything in your power to be able to get that raise so that you can increase your income. Because like we talked about in the last episode, if you don't start working to get raises and not just the 2% raise or the 3% raise that everybody gets every single year because inflation is going to eat that up, A, and B, you're going to actually lose out on almost a million dollars like we talked about last episode because if you actually ask for raises you're going to be 10 steps ahead of somebody else who doesn't because you got to remember each raise percentage increase is compounding on top of your last raise percentage increase so if you get a six percent raise every single year and sandra over in accounting gets a three percent raise every single year you're actually getting a 6% raise on top of your last 6% raise. So you're just catapulting your growth. And yes, some parts of this may be a little bit uncomfortable, but you can't leave a million dollars on the table. You got to get a little bit uncomfortable. It's just part of doing this. And I'm going to show you how to make it easier so it's not completely uncomfortable and completely awkward when you walk into your yearly review. And this system is fairly detailed. So we're going to go through each part in each step so that you have a a better understanding of exactly how to do this. And then after we go through the eight steps, I'm actually going to show you how to negotiate with your boss or how to ask for a raise virtually, because I know a lot of us are working from home right now. So there's a couple of extra steps that you can use. Now, the ebook's actually going to have some of those additional steps in it as well. So if you want to read through this, you can. That's why I created the ebook as a guide for you guys, so you guys can increase your income. And that's why I wanted to make sure it was free. I wanted to bring extreme value to you guys so you guys had this in hand and could start working on this right away. So let's get into the eight steps. So this system is not a get a raise quick type of situation. It's actually going to take you six months. And I've set this up as a six-month system so that you have time to accomplish goals and accomplish tasks that your boss wants you to accomplish so you can actually get a raise and you can actually show off to your boss that you're actually deserving of that raise. Now, if you're saying to yourself, I want my raise now, it's my money and I want it when I need it. Well, it's not your money. You have to earn it. And that's what this system is going to show you exactly how to do. And if you want to get a quick raise, then you're not going to get as high of a percentage as someone who actually goes in, puts in the work and goes through each one of these steps. 
So I would highly advise you to go through these steps because a lot of people just walk in and try to get a raise and they're going to get the standard 2 to 3% because that is the quickest response that your employer can give you. And we don't want the standard 2 to 3% raises. We want to get promotions and we want to move up to the next level. And in order to do that, you have to go through these steps. And so the first step is to identify the date of your yearly review. And you want to figure out that when that date is because you're going to start this process six months before that date. Six months is not a magic number. If you want to have it eight months or nine months before that date, you can do that as well. The six months is just the minimum amount of time it's going to take to be able to execute this properly. But identifying that date will give you the end game and the end goal of exactly when the final conversation is and the date that you want to target to be able to actually finally get your raise. The second step is to meet with your boss six months before the yearly review. So you just want to set up a meeting with your boss, and you want to set up a time that you guys can get together to meet so that you'll be able to have ample time to discuss each topic that you need to go through. Step three is to identify the areas that you want to improve. So you need to come to this six-month meeting with a plan, and you need to really think through the areas that you want to improve. Because what you're going to do in that six-month meeting is you want to identify where you want to improve and how it will help grow the company and help the company make more money and improve systems within the company. And during this meeting, you want to take the time to promote the value that you bring to the company. Because there's no raise in the world that you deserve if you don't bring any value to the company. If you're not increasing the company's bottom line or if you're not increasing the efficiency and the systems of the company, why would you get a raise? And that's where I think a lot of people walk in blindly without actually having an action plan of exactly what they've done, just thinking they're going to get a raise. Why would somebody give you a raise if you're not bringing value or if you're not making their job easier or if you're not making their boss's 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 job easier? Efficiency and increasing the bottom line are the two things you want to focus on because nobody in the world deserves an increase, a bump, if they don't bring value. So look at those areas, decide where you want to bring the value and pitch those ideas to your boss. Then we get into step four. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna ask what you need to do to get to the next level. You're gonna ask your boss, what do I need to accomplish to get to the next level? So you just pitched your ideas, but maybe they have some better ideas so you can get to the next level. And in step four, we have a script for this in the ebook, and there's a couple of additional bonus scripts as well for this. But you can say something like, thank you again for meeting with me, and you put in your boss's name there, and you say, my goal is to bring as much value to the company as possible by doing blank, blank, and blank. And you list those things of exactly what you're going to do and what you just talked about. And then you could say, what areas do you see that I need to improve on? Or what areas do you see as a company that we need to improve on? I want to grow with this company and show how valuable of an asset I am. With your expertise and guidance, I know that I'm maximizing the company's mission and core values. So you can go through some of these scripts and see some of them and see what works for you in your situation. But asking your boss what you need to do is the true key. Because you're going to list some examples, and they may agree with those examples. And if they do, great. You're going to work on those. But if they have some additional ideas or additional thoughts of what you need to improve on, and maybe you have a big head, and you have to improve on more things than you thought you did, don't take any of this personal. This is not a personal game. Emotions in business never works. And you have to understand that. You can't take any of this constructive criticism to heart. This is an opportunity for you. Because they're giving you the secret. They're telling you exactly what you need to do. And you need to take that. You need to work your butt off. You need to work harder than you ever have before to get that done. And to get it done the right way. They're giving you the keys to the kingdom. You just have to take it. And if it's what you suggested, fantastic. That's great. You actually have self-awareness, which a lot of people don't. 
But if they're telling you things that you had no idea that you were doing wrong, or they're giving you new ideas, then you need to take those and run with them. And as you're wrapping up this meeting and what you've identified the key areas that you want to improve and you've worked as a team collaboratively and come up with some of these ideas, you're gonna request a follow-up meeting within the next three months. Now, when you request that follow-up meeting, immediately after the meeting, you're gonna send a calendar invite. A lot of people have things that come up and you wanna get that calendar invite in way ahead of time because you don't want to get lost in the mix and you don't want things to continuously get pushed back. You want to make sure that you get that three-month meeting set up right after so that it's fresh in their mind. They know exactly what you're talking about because if you ask for this like a month or two down the line, they're going to completely forget that you even had this conversation, which is why you're having the three-month meeting in the first place. So make sure you send that calendar invite right after the meeting is done. One of the hardest things about managing your money is figuring out where it's all going. And most of us are trying to save for several goals at once, which can feel like a daunting task to see if you're on track or even on pace to accomplishing your goals. But there is a tool that makes it so much easier and it's called Monarch Money. They help you track your money flow without taking a ton of time and energy. And Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. And you can invite them with an extra account with their own own login at no extra cost to collaborate with you. And Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can create custom budgets, set notifications, and you can set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash PFP. That's M-O-N- A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash P-F-P for your extended 30-day free trial. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com slash PFP. That's Chime.com slash PFP. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank, NA, or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. 
The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers, and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash PFP. Hey, real quick, if you're getting value out of this episode, leave a rating and review in Apple iTunes and share it with a friend. Now let's get back to the episode. So now we have step five. And in step five, what you're gonna do is you're gonna prepare the numbers you are asking for. So during this time, you wanna go back to Glassdoor or other websites to check to see what people in your position are making on the high end and on the low end. And you wanna prepare three numbers for that meeting. Because again, you wanna have data to fall back on because when you're having this negotiation and you're asking your boss for a raise, you have to actually back that up with something. And looking up data and finding out exactly how much people make within your industry is a fantastic way to start. And usually a lot of times it's in a range. So sometimes it could be something from you know 70 to 100K and there's a range in there. So you're gonna take that range and use it to your advantage. And you're gonna come up with three numbers. The first number is your want number, and your want number is you know the bare minimum that you're, you really truly want. It's the bare minimum salary that you want. Number two is your wish number. So this is more than you thought you can get, and you're kind of wishing to get this number. It's at the top of your range. So you're going to come up with a range. It's going to be the top of your range. And your wish number should be somewhat attainable. It shouldn't be way out there because you're going to have a third number that's your dream number. And your dream number is something that you don't really think you can get but maybe you'll take a shot at it and see what happens. And your dream number is a fantastic tool to have in your tool belt. And you'll see why later on here in the upcoming steps. Now, step six is to have your three-month meeting prior to your yearly review with your boss. And this meeting is key. So what you're doing is you're checking in to make sure that you're on track. So as the, the last three months, you're actually working towards the goals that you guys work together to come up with. And you're working as hard as you can towards those goals. And you're accomplishing some of those goals. And you're taking action. And you're taking leadership roles. And you're taking initiative. And you're going above and beyond what you should be doing. And you're going to check in with your boss to make sure you're on track. You're going to say, hey, here's what I'm doing now. We just talked about this three months ago. Am I on track? And if you want, you can print some of these accomplishments on a piece of paper. So your boss has them. And he or she can kind of review them after the meeting as well. And it, it sticks in their mind when they have it on a physical piece of paper. And you're just re reiterating the goals. You're reiterating the goals that you talked about three months ago and that you're delivering on those goals. And what you're doing here is when you're reiterating your goals and stating the facts on how you're delivering on those goals, you're setting yourself up for the review day. So there's no surprises. Your boss knows this is coming. Now, during the same meeting, you're gonna lay out the expected pay increases that you're looking for. And this is gonna eliminate additional surprises that come down the pipeline. And it maintains full transparency. And there's scripts in the ebook for this step as well. And there's different ways that you can go about saying this. But one of the ways you can say it is, based on other opportunities that I've been looking at, I would 
expect to be at the blank to blank range within the next 12 months. And what you're going to do here, and this is the key takeaway, is when you list that range, you're going to make sure the lowest number is on the high end of your expected pay range. So if you wanted this to be, say, 85000 you would say, based on the market and what I have seen at companies our size, I would expect to be at the 85000 to 95000 range within the next 12 months. See, your expected goal is 85000 So you put that on the lower end so that they think that that's your lowest expected amount. And the key phrase here is the next 12 months. Because if for some reason they cannot deliver that raise within the next three months, it leaves the opportunity open and they know that you expect that raise within the next 12 months, especially if you continue delivering. Because one of the most common objections from your boss when you're going to ask for this is they're going to say, well, we just don't have the funds and the budget right now. But what this script does is it eliminates that problem because now they have 12 months to give it to you because you're doing everything in your power to be able to get a raise and you're bringing as much value as possible to this company. Now, step seven is one month from your yearly review, you're gonna check in with your boss again. So you're gonna have a similar check-in one month from your yearly review. And it's not gonna be something where you're gonna throw around a bunch of numbers again, but you are just gonna check in on what you guys decided should be your goals and what you should work on to get that raise. And you're gonna show your boss exactly how you're performing and how you deserve that raise. It's just another check-in because what's happening here is you're reminding your boss. You're reminding your superior. You're reminding whoever is in charge of the day-to-day that you're performing and you're accomplishing these tasks that you guys talked about because your boss gets way too busy. And a lot of times they don't notice every little thing you're doing and they're not gonna see everything you're doing. But if you're having these meetings, these quick little meetings, they don't have to be that long. They can be 15 minutes, 10 minutes. You don't have to take a ton of their time, but it's a way for you to check in to show them exactly where you are. And you're in continuous conversation with them. So they're not going to be surprised at all when your yearly review comes around and it's time to give you a raise. And if you put in all this work, then the step eight is going to be easy. Where most people go into you know, their yearly review, which is have your yearly review is step eight. And most people go into their yearly review and they have all these ideas that they want to tell their boss exactly how they're performing. And their boss has no idea that they've even been doing these things. And their boss is not prepared to give them a raise. But you're walking into your yearly review after you've already had the difficult conversations. And neither of you are going to be surprised when you ask for a raise. Because you've been checking in. You've been conversating. You've been communicating. And that's what a lot of employers want. They want you to communicate with them. Because if you put them on the spot, they're going to get uncomfortable. You're going to be uncomfortable. And it's not a good situation. Neither of you are prepared. Neither of you are prepared for exactly what you are asking for. And giving someone a raise for an employer is a big deal, especially if it's a raise above what everyone else is getting. And that's what you want. That's what you're asking for is you're going to increase your income more than even your coworkers. And during your yearly review, you're going to basically have the same conversation that you had back in step six, where you're giving the range and you're listing exactly what you want. And you're telling your boss that this is what I'm looking for. So if you're looking for $85,000, again, you're going to say, based on the market and what I have seen at companies our size, I would expect to be at $85,000 to the $95,000 range within the next 12 months. And the surprises are eliminated. You've already had this conversation. It's completely eliminated. And once you show the value, then you should expect to get that raise. And if you can't get that raise because it's not in the budget, then you should expect to have it in the next 12 months. And you're going to continue to have these conversations over the course of the next few months. Now, a question can come up, what if I don't get the raise? What if I go through all of this and I don't get the raise? And there's a lot of scripts that we have in the ebook to objections, 
But if you don't get the raise and you put in all the work and the expectations were set and they still don't give it to you and they said, hey, listen, here's the things that you have to do to get a raise. You accomplish all of it and you still don't get the raise. Then you're going to continue to put in the work for the next couple of months or the next year. And if they still don't give you the raise, then potentially it's time to move on because this is a company where you can't grow at. And it's a company that does not reward hard work because you're putting in the work. You've asked exactly what to do. They've given you the answer and you've accomplished that. And if you're still not getting that raise, then it may be just time for the new step. But it's better for you to find that out now than to work for years and years and years at a company, hoping and wishing and waiting for a simple raise and they never give it to you. So this system also will help you weed out companies that will not compensate you for your hard work and accomplishments. And one thing to to note about this is that your personality matters during this time because you're going to have a lot of conversations with your boss and you're going to have a, a few awkward conversations. And a lot of introverts may think that this sounds like the most difficult system in the world and they want to go hide under a rock even thinking about doing this entire system and going through all eight steps. I understand how difficult it can sound. I understand how difficult it can be. But there's a lot at stake here. So if you're shy, all you have to do is you just need to practice more with the scripts. And you need to go through each script so that you feel more comfortable. Because if you're shy and you don't have a script, you're tremendously increasing your chances of failure. And the same goes if you're not shy. If you walk in there and you don't have a script and they have some objections, you're going to have no idea what to say and you're just going to fly by the seat of your pants. You're going to sound much more intelligent and much more put together if you have some scripts in place that you can make sound natural because you're practicing them constantly. The person who practices more is always going to win because a lot of people can be talented. There's tons of people out there that are talented, but they don't work hard. And putting in the work will allow you to get to the next step. It'll allow you to sound put together. It'll allow you to sound like you've actually thought this through. You're putting in the work, you're putting in the time. And over time, this is gonna sound natural for you. So if you don't have much experience, just commit to a few nights a week, just practicing your scripts and going over them, you know, 15 minutes a night for a couple nights a week. The more you practice in the real world, the better you're gonna get. Now, as I'm recording this podcast, we are in the year 2020 in the middle of COVID-19, this massive pandemic, and a lot of people have to work from home. And I don't really recommend asking for a raise in the middle of a pandemic or some sort of world catastrophe, but the reason why we're giving you these options now is A, this podcast is evergreen, so we want to make sure that you can take these tools at any time and be able to use them, but B, this is a long process to ask your job for a raise. It's not a a get a raise quick scheme. This is a way to, over time, ask your boss for a raise. It takes at least six months to be able to accomplish this if you do it the right way. And a lot of people are at home right now. A lot of people are working from home right now, and there's some steps that you can take to get the ball rolling with your boss if you need to, so that you would be able to get a raise as well. And I promised you guys that we would go through this process, so we will. And a lot of it is similar to the asking your boss for a raise in person, but this is also how you can go about doing it while utilizing email and Zoom and different other tools so that you can still go about the same process and finally get that raise. But these steps are the steps that you can take if you virtually want to ask for a raise, and there's still going to be a lot of similarities between the two. So let's go through all six steps. Step one is to prepare a list of your goals and accomplishments. So this is the same as last time. You want to go to Glassdoor and you want to see how much people in your exact position make. And again, you want to try to do this at least six months before your yearly review. So you may have a virtual yearly review. You don't you don't know what the future is going to hold. And if you do, 
then you want to start this process as early as possible. So prepare a list of your goals, look at how much people in your role make, then go ahead and put together a plan on how you want to go about making that salary. Now, step two is to send an email to your boss requesting a touch base. So you want to set up a meeting with your boss so you can ask exactly what you need to do to take your career to the next level. And I put a sample email in there, but it, you know, it could go something like, I would like to schedule 15 minutes of your time to discuss how I can help the company grow towards its mission. I look forward to collaborating so we can have a clear vision of how I can help grow the company. Would any of these three dates work for you? And you list a couple of dates just so that they can put it on their calendar. Then you're going to have a meeting with your boss. Most likely, if you're, if you're still working from home, this is going to have to be on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever else you use. And at the meeting, you're going to come prepared with your goals. And then you're just going to ask your boss one simple question. What can I do to take my career to the next level? That's all you have to ask. And then what you're going to do is you're just going to listen intently because your boss is going to go through some items. They may ask you a couple of questions and you respond and you're just going to take notes and go through and make a list of exactly what they say you need to do to go to the next level. And most bosses will like this. Not only does this show that you have drive, but it also shows that you want to help grow the company. And if you help grow the company, this helps your boss. It makes your boss look good. And so for you to ask for a raise for making your boss look good, it's a win-win situation because you get your raise and your boss is going to look good. So you just need to put together the right pieces so that you can go ahead and check them off and accomplish them one by one by one on your list. Because step three is to accomplish as many of these goals as possible. Because it's now it's time to earn that money, honey. Because what most people do is they expect to just show up, do their job, their boss is going to see exactly what they've done all day, and they're going to get a raise automatically without having to ask any hard questions. That's not going to be you. You're going to go above and beyond all of your goals. So you're trying to blow your boss out of the water. That's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to blow your boss away. And if you can accomplish way more than they've asked you to, that's just icing on the cake. This could be anything from taking on more responsibilities, you could be finding ways to save the company money, or you could be creating more efficiencies. It's all these same steps, but you have to look for ways to be able to do this. And once you've started to take on these responsibilities, you've started to accomplish some of these goals, now it's time for you to go to the next step. Now it's time for you to go to the bigger levels. But while you're accomplishing these goals, it's extremely important, especially when you're working from home, this is extremely important to be in active communication with your boss constantly. You need to constantly be in communication, not asking them what you should be doing, but checking in, telling them, you know, letting them know exactly where you are within this process. Because a lot of times when you're working from home, things can just get lost in translation. They can just get lost out there. And a lot of people are doing their own thing at their house. And your boss is much less likely to notice your accomplishments when you're working from home. So this active communication, this constant communication is how you're going to win them over. Now you're ready for the next step. And the next step is to send the email to ask for a raise. So this step is just part of the step. Now the email is not the the actual full-on ask because what the email does is it gets the conversation started and it shows that you're going to be asking for a raise. The email's asking for a raise, but you're going to have a meeting after, and you're going to try to schedule a meeting after that to be able to talk it through and go through those accomplishments and show that you accomplished each and every one. And so I have all the example emails of how to do this. There's multiple in the ebook, but essentially what they say, and I'm not going to read an email verbatim, but exactly what they say is, you know, you're thankful for the opportunity. You're thanking your boss for that opportunity. And then you're going to go through the responsibilities that you've taken on and the goals that you've accomplished that you guys talked about from the last meeting. 
you're going to go into some detail on those goals that you accomplished so they actually understand and they realize exactly what you've done, even though you've been in active communication. And then you just have the ask. You know, it could be anything like, I believe that increasing my contributions to the company and my new qualifications justify a pay raise. You got to have the ask and it's got to be the right way. And that's why I created these scripts for you guys. So you can kind of adjust them and tweak them exactly how you want to do it. At the very end, you're just going to say, I would love the opportunity to meet with you and discuss my salary. And what that's going to do is it's going to help you schedule a time with your boss so that you guys can go through this and go talk it through. And that's when you go to step five and you're going to prepare for the meeting with scripts. So once that time is set, then you can go ahead and start preparing for the meeting and going through your scripts and working through them just like we did in the last phases. And all this meeting is for is to dive deeper into your accomplishments and show everything that you've done because your boss is extremely busy and chances are they've only seen 50% of what you've done. So you just got to work through these scripts and you got to think through some of the common objections. You know your boss. Maybe they have very common objections that you've already heard in the past. Well, think through those and work on scripts to be able to answer those in a professional, proficient manner. And then the last step is obviously to have the meeting. And if you've used your scripts and you've gone through them and you've worked through some objections, then you're going to be much less likely to get caught off guard. And if you are caught off guard, then you're going to have at least some canned answers that you'll be able to respond with based on other scripts that you've used. Just make sure that you focus on why you deserve the raise. Do not focus on why you need the raise. See the difference there? Focus on why you deserve the raise. Because to get what you want, you have to deserve what you want. And if you don't deserve what you want, you're not going to get it. So that's why you have to focus on why you deserve that raise. And for this meeting, I have another script in the ebook that actually shows you how to break the ice. So you can kind of go through that if you want to have an opener to be able to talk through some of this stuff. And you can use that opener because it works extremely well. And don't hog the conversation. Allow your boss to ask questions so that you can explain in detail exactly what they're thinking. Because a lot of times people will hog the conversation because they're nervous. And they'll just start running through their scripts instead of allowing their boss to ask questions. Because the questions that your boss is asking is going to allow them to get to the point that they need to get to so that you can show them that you deserve this raise. So use these steps and use these scripts so that you are able to get a raise even when you're working from home. And this active communication is the key to this entire process. Increasing your income is the catapult to wealth. And I talk about this over and over and over again. And it makes the most sense to increase your income at the place where you spend the most time. And that's your job. And building a great career can happen, but you have to systematically do it. You have to actually think through and outthink some of your coworkers to be able to get these raises because these are life-changing systems. Imagine implementing this system and getting a $20,000 raise. That's a life-changing raise. You know why? Because now every raise you get on top of that $20,000 raise is going to be a percentage on top of that $20,000 and it compounds and it builds. Over time, your income is going to increase dramatically if you can get these raises every couple of years. And why does that matter? Because now you can invest more money. And the more money you can invest, the more freedom and the more time you're buying back and the more time you're regaining for yourself and the closer and closer you can get to financial independence. And that's why this is so important because your goal, the end goal for everyone is to reach financial independence. Maybe you love being at your day job and that's fantastic if you do. 
But reaching financial independence, even if you want to continue working at your day job, allows you the freedom to do whatever you want. Maybe a new company buys out your company and all of a sudden things get really bad. Well, now you have the freedom to say, hey, I don't have to work anymore. I don't want to work anymore. But the first step to being able to do that is to increase your income because you have to plow and fuel the fire that is your investments. So go through these systems, practice these scripts, go through the checklists, and think through exactly how you want to do this because this will allow you to fuel that fire. This will allow you to increase the income. This will allow you to get to the next level. And this will allow you a much more fulfilling career because you're going to be making great money and enjoying it while doing so. It's going to make it much more enjoyable if you're making a lot of money. So go through these processes and implement them into your exact situation. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if this is our first time meeting, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. And hey, we're giving away a free one-on-one money coaching session with me. All you have to do to enter is subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Then send it over to andrew at dollarafterdollar.com and you'll be instantly entered to win the one-on-one one hour coaching session with me again thank you guys so much for listening we truly appreciate it and we'll see you on the next episode have a great day Everyone's heard the saying, you have to spend money to make money, but everything in life from travel to starting a business is expensive, which is why I want to tell you about a new podcast I love that will teach you all the tactics, tricks, and tips you need to upgrade your life, money, and even travel all while spending less and saving more. It's called All the Hacks, and it's a top-ranked show hosted by my good friend, Chris Hutchins a financial optimizer, an entrepreneur who's racked up millions of points, and he sold two companies. And if you want to rethink the way you're spending money, you have to check out the episode 91 with Bill Perkins and why you should be optimizing for net fulfillment and not net worth and striving to die with zero. All the Hacks has something for everyone, and I'm sure you'll find a new tactic that you can apply to your own life, whether it's a money hack that increases your net worth or a routine change that boosts your productivity. So check out All the Hacks. That's All the Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later.